Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Happy New Year and welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Mac Daddy Pete Robertson. Happy New Year, Pete. Happy New Year to you. Can you believe this? I cannot. Where did 2022 go? I don't know, but we have a guest too on this show. We have a guest. You know who it is? Your wife? It's Christine. It's Christine. Christine, how are you? Welcome to the show. Our executive producer on the show today. We need to get you on more often. I appear every now and then. You do? Yeah. I think we say that all the time, too. Every time that you get on, we're like, hey, we need to get her on more often. She's been on every single show. Well, she she's been here for every single show. Yeah. But we haven't, she hasn't actually been on no. camera, though. Sometimes she's camera shy. She is. Or she's like, we try to talk to her, ask her a question, and then the mic will be right there and she doesn't say anything. <laughs> Silence. Yeah. Which isn't good on a podcast. Silence no. is not good. No, you need to talk. Cricket, cricket, cricket. No. no. So what's new with you? So what have you been up to? A whole lot. Yeah, tell the world. Yeah, you know, at the beginning of the year, I asked the Lord, okay, what are you going to have in store for us this year? What, oh, what excitement, goodness. what adventures, and it has <laughs> very much been an adventure. So what year. are some highlights? What are the good and bad highlights that you would say for the year? Personally? Yeah, or it, it doesn't have to be personal. You could just say it anything. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, highlight number one is the hundredth show celebration that we had oh, on the cruise. That was, that, was, that was an epic day or yes, an epic trip right there. Yeah. Speaking of trips, we've got some more trips to talk about, but yeah. I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, keep yeah. going. So um what yes, else? The that, adventure. I was gonna say your the hundredth episode of the Rod podcast is not your number one thing of the year. No. It's personally big, here we go. Well for the show it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But personally I am now Nona. Yeah. Our daughter Lake Nona? had a baby, oh, that is a- and I am now an official grandma, Aww. aka Nona. You know, I one of the things that I, I can say, I'll say it on the air right now. You are one beautiful grandma. There you go. <laughs> and you, you are way one too young. grandpa. <laughs> there you go. Okay, should I leave the room? You guys need you guys need some time. So that was good. So what about you, Bob? What are some highlights? For Wait, your- you can't forget wow, our daughter got done married. Yet. Our first. daughter got married. I was going to talk about that. Yeah. What else? Okay. Anything else? I know we should just give her the whole time. Oh, right? Keep talking. Gosh, man. We don't we've get you had, on enough. We need to get we've you We've had an adventure. I get to talk year. every week. You yeah. know, this is like your moment this to is shine. Time. This is it because this is the last chance you have this year. <laughs> so what else you want to say? Let's see. Our oldest daughter moved out. Yeah. Woohoo. Yeah. She's on her own. Yeah. Uh, our baby got married. Yeah. And she had a baby. Yeah. Um, and we've had a lot of visitors this past holiday for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Families Thanksgiving. come out. Yeah. So we've had the whole family together. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What about Who the highlight at the beginning of the year? Do you remember anything at the beginning of the year? It's a fog. Yeah. It's a fog. It is tough to remember. I'm it like is. trying to think back. Okay. What yeah. happened in January and February and. So you've traveled a lot this year, though, right? Yeah. So what have you done? Oh, okay. So, wow. I can't think. Besides back. 100 episodes. Okay, 100 episodes. So yeah. I'm trying to go back. I was trying to go back to the beginning of the year and work forward. I remember. Uh, Next year, you're going to Alaska. We planted planted a church in January. Yeah. So go church. church. We launched that with Barry. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a big highlight. Yeah. Um, you and I went to a women's golf tournament. It was, it was fun. so fun. Yeah. And you gave me COVID. And then we got COVID. Yeah. You had COVID first. <laughs> So that was a highlight. And then he brought it over. Right? Caught COVID oh, thanks, from Bob. those women golfers. Thanks. 
um no it's all it's all that good. was a lot of fun. i was blessed though i mean yeah. I, I had a very mild case so i honestly yeah. it was no big deal um i was like a cold for me i got lucky but so that was fun um yeah what else did we do this year we did uh we talked about the cruise yeah. that was amazing yeah. i took my girls to north georgia a few yeah. few weeks ago yeah. and that was so we had a really good time going to see it was perfect timing all the leaves were changing colors and that was just an amazing time. My little girl went into middle school. That's a big milestone this year. And uh, she she was uh, she also had a lead role in her school play. I'm trying to think. Well, Sammy does lots of stuff. Is it is that normal? Like your yeah. lives revolve around your kids? So. Well, yeah, I did. Yes. When we were when our kids were young, they did. I mean, it's you know, for us, it's I don't remember a lot of highlights. I mean, there was I know we did a lot this year. I just know that this was a great year to walk in fellowship with the Lord. I know yeah. that. I mean, there was a lot of those spiritual awakening moments, you know, I don't know. I remember those this year. We there took a, a couple, a uh, couple we, weekends, you and I, we go away a lot though. So that's why it's hard to tell. So yeah. we'll do like a weekend somewhere. Refresher. We like bear B&Bs or bread and breakfasts or something. And we just go away a lot. Um, just to get doing one of the things I want to do, hopefully next year we could talk about this at the end of the year would be, I need, I need to get and do some sort of missions kind of thing. Yeah. Um, talking about that. I mean, I've been I'm heavily involved with natural discipleship. Anybody knows that ministry. Um, well, it's been amazing to see what God's been doing in that. I mean, God's been moving radically within natural discipleship. Um, so that's been probably a really big highlight for me is that ministry has it's gone from zero to a thousand in moments i mean wow. it's amazing what's going on with that um yeah and then besides riot we've just had an amazing year with riot again it's just it's mind-boggling that people listen to us thank you guys for listening <laughs> right? to us i mean seriously <laughs> another year i can't <laughs> believe it's still going i mean it's just it's mind-boggling you yeah. know and someone told me the other day that we have radio voices maybe that has something to do with it uh, i was i heard i had a somebody. face for radio is that a compliment Yes. Yeah, that's a great compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know there was silence? We had to think about that for a second. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but this show today is going to be amazing. It's 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 kind of like um, it's a recap for you know, you know, how do we prepare ourselves or how do we look back of what we did? And, and, and did we position ourselves to be in God's presence? Did we position ourselves to succeed or to thrive in every moment that we had? And so we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit. And, um, you know, it's, it's one thing to talk about what we did in our past, but it's another thing to actually reflect on it in a way that's pleasing to God, to reflect on it in a way that, you know, you're not just making choices or decisions without having it in proper balance, proper context, according to God's will. So, all right, it's going to be a great show. Any last thoughts or Man, just look, or, don't, don't, uh, don't, we like dwelling on the past. No, that's not the right word. Don't dwell on the past. We yeah. want to remember the past. And, I love history and, and celebrate on the past. I love history. But man, let's make 2023 the best year yet. Right. Let's let's grow. Let's move. You know, let's let's become more like Jesus in 2023 in everything we do, whether that's try. And we love to travel. We talk about traveling a lot and we plan on doing 
a lot of travel in 2023 and 20. Oh. Do you want to tease that 2024 trip a little bit or you want Yeah, to- we probably should drop it right now. So we're going to Israel. So Riot Podcast is going to Israel, Egypt, and Jordan. Oh, I cannot wait. It's June yes. of 2024. You're going to be hearing us talk about this all the time. We're going to get the specifics. We'll have an intro meeting next year sometime. Uh, but if you're interested, let us know because it's happening. And here, if you're listening to this, share us with other people. We don't say this usually to the very end. Yeah. Um, but if a message touches you or something that we've said, like we had somebody the other day, they mentioned one of our hell that this year's show was, um, we talked about hell and this gentleman came up to me and said, that was probably one of the best shows he's ever listened to. And he's listened to a lot of our shows and just in general, and he was sharing it with everybody because he thought it was such, uh, an impactful show for people to listen to. Mm. And, um, that is a blessing to us to hear for one, but it too, um, Patricio, shout out to you. Hey. Um, um, but but two, it's it's also um, awesome for other people to do that. So it's it's easy to share. We're f- likable guys, I think. I mean, we're fun. Um, but share the show, and so I think bless- you are. Yeah, we are. You're fun. We are. We like to have fun. We laugh a lot. All yeah. right. How are we to give inventory? How are we to reflect upon the year spiritually, and what is the most important things to look at? So let's go with that. All right. Opening statement, business owners are busy at the end of the year taking inventory. This is a painful but necessary reality. So they know if they have made a profit or they have not made a profit. They take the information they receive and make adjustments for the upcoming year. As Christians, we need to stop at the end of the year and measure our progress. Sometimes this is very a very painful thing to do, but that is what we're going to talk about in today's show. In our reading today, Paul is taking inventory of his life. And he gives us five steps of how we can evaluate our life um, by still moving forward. So our text today is Philippians 3, verses 12 through 16. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are maturish should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently that God, that to God will make clear to you, only let us live up to what we have already attained. Um, I, it, that was a little tongue tied in there. Yeah. <laughs> you got it out though. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> um, you, as I just read this, I mean, if you, if anybody that's listening, if you open up your Bible and you go to Philippians three, 12 through 16, cause this is what we're going to be covering. We're going to be covering it, I believe out of the ESV version today. Um, we always jump around. So that's why I said believe, but for the most part, it's the ESV is what we use. Um, if you just meditate on this, um, there's so many nuggets there. I mean, God can just speak to you in so many different ways. So what we did is we kind of meditated on it and we broke it down into five different steps um, that kind of help us understand. So again, we're going to evaluate our spiritual inventory. So we're going to look at our life, not from the physical. We're not going to look at our finances. We're not going to look at all of our business deals or anything like that. We're going to say, okay, from a spiritually pers- perspective, how do we re- how do we evaluate how we did this year? That's basically it. And so that's what Paul is kind of breaking down here. All right, so let's go for it. 
All right. So Paul's first evaluation of his life inventory is this, is his dissatisfaction with himself. If you remember in verses 12 and 13, he said, not that I have already obtained all this or have already ar arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Wow. I mean, that's just powerful. Obviously, Paul was satisfied with Jesus, but he was not satisfied with his Christian life. A sanctified dissatisfaction is the first essential to our progress in our Christian way, race of life. What do we mean by that? So if you are, um, we'll talk about this maybe a little bit more in details, but if you're, if you become, I call it a plateau Christian. And so you're walking, you go to church every week, you read your Bible, you pray, you're a part of all of the church events, and then you do all of that. But then you look in the mirror, you have, you examine yourself, you do not see life, you do not see fruit of the spirit, you do not see, um, you know, people's lives around you changing. That's the, that's one of the things that I always can tell is, is, are, is people around you changing or people around you being blessed, you know, as people's, are people being inspired by the things that you're saying that God is speaking to you? And, and I think that Paul is recognizing at that very moment that he's not looking at other people and saying, hey, I'm comparing myself to them. He's looking at Jesus and he's starting to realize, I have a long ways to go. I, I have to continue to press on. I have to continue to grow. I have to continue to surrender. I have to continue to learn more about Jesus. And if you become plateaued or you become stale in your walk, what ends up happening is, is you, you, uh, you go through the works, you go through the motions, but you, you have no life. You have no, there's no fire there. And Paul is warning us to, to evaluate this in our own life. He's warning us and saying, hey, you know, where's the fire? Where's, where's that, you know, the, the, the pressing on? Where's the continuing on to grow more and more and more, you know, and thoughts, Christine? Thoughts. Yeah. I think he's admitting that he is yet to arrive um, in his perfection and his sanctification and that he's continuing to press on. I mean, if you think about pressing on is, is it's, it's continuous, it's non-stopping. So what you were saying is as Christians, we can become stagnant if we're just sitting on the sidelines, we have to be involved. We have to be, um, our, Bibles open and our hearts open to his word and what he's, you know, touching us with in our lives and to take action on it. So if I'm just reading my Bible, just to read my Bible, I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm not growing. I'm sitting there. Yeah, that's good. Doing I'm, the works. I think if you get to a point where you feel like you've arrived you know, you're like, man, I, I'm a, I'm a good Christian. I, I'm doing everything, man. If you, if you start thinking that way and feeling that way, you need to go back and read this. This is Paul. This is the greatest missionary of all time, the greatest church planner of all time. And he's telling us through his, through this letter to the, to the, uh, to the Philippians that, look, I, I, I didn't arrive. I, I haven't arrived. I'm never going to arrive until I'm with Jesus that we should not be comparing ourselves to other people. And that's, that's the message I get out remember, of that. Remember when it talk, we talked about <clears throat> maybe a couple months ago, we talked about being the salt. Yeah. Remember being salty? Remember how do you become salty? Remember what you have to do? You have to be soaking up the word. 
yeah. and being set apart because <clears throat> being salty, you're set apart. You're seasoning those people around you. Okay. So set apart is, is the right is where it's going is it, to be salty. You're being obedient. Mm. And I think that we become, uh, we become stale is because we, we, we basically are just gaining knowledge. We're not gaining the actual, you know, we're not waiting on the Lord. We're not listening to the Lord. We're not, you know, spending the quiet time, allowing him to transform us. We're, we're still trying to control things. We, we have a comfortable living. We're not uncomfortable. And, and Paul is recognizing, realizing that there's so much more to do in God's kingdom. And we have to reevaluate. And we're going to kind of go through that a little bit. But there was a story I heard once about a salesman named Harry. Harry came out uh, of his manager's office with a look on his face. He was dismal enough to, to wilt the roses on his secretary's desk. But she goes, did you get fired? She asked. And he goes, no, it's, it's not that bad. But, but he sure did lay into me about my sales record. I just can't figure it out. For the past month, I've been bringing in plenty of orders. I thought he'd compliment me. But instead, he told me to get with it. But later in the day, the secretary talked to her boss about Harry and the boss chuckled. He said, no, Harry is one of the best salesmen I got and I hate to lose him, but he has a tendency to, to rest on his laurels and be satisfied with his performance. If I didn't get him mad at me once a month, he'd never produce. And so the kind of the moral of that story is that many Christians are self-satisfied because they compare their running with other Christians. Good. Usually those who are not making much progress had Paul compared himself with others, he would not have been tempted to be proud and perhaps let up a bit. So it's, it, you know, as a follower of Christ, you're evaluating your last year. Are, is, is your foot on the pedal? Are you, are you, are you, I almost said balls to the walls. Could I say that? You just, you just did. did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I said that out loud. Anybody that was listening to that, scratch that from the record. Racket balls. Are, He's talking racket. about racket balls. Yeah. <laughs> So are you, are you press? Are you pressing on the pedal? Are you moving forward with a vengeance, with a fire, with Jesus? Are you allowing the Holy Spirit to to wreck anything that's in your life that is not pleasing to Him? And are you growing and moving on? And so that's that's a big evaluation that we want. We haven't arrived yet. We don't arrive until we get there. We actually but, arrive. But be dissatisfied with complacent. Do not allow that in your life. Do not allow there to be a plateau. If this, if people around you are not being inspired by you because of what the Spirit of God is saying, that is a testimony that you're plateaued. Yeah, Pete, I, what I hear you saying, and I've heard this preached before, it's just don't be a consumer Christian where all you're doing is taking in, taking in, taking in. Our job is to be a river, not a reservoir. If you all you're doing is bringing in and you're not pouring out to other people, you're going mm. to get stale. It's the Dead Sea, right? It's, yeah, it's the it. Sea of Galilee versus the Dead Sea. What the difference there, you know? Yeah. yeah, we've we've got to remain in the race and we have to have the proper attitude of humility and, and love and grace mm. and, and honestly give it our best effort, mm. you know? Because mm. if, I'm, if I'm a Christian and I say I'm a Christian and mm. I, I go around saying I'm a Christian, am I truly a Christian? Am I truly living for Christ? Because I'm not acting out what I am learning wow. and continue to learn on a daily basis when I'm in the word. Hmm. Imagine how confusing that is for the world. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, you always ask the question, it says, what is God saying to you today? You don't living off of yesterday. You're not living off of that. What is God saying to you in this moment? And can you answer that? And if you're sitting there going, I'm not sure what God's saying, or I don't know if I've heard him. You know, what is he actually saying to you? What is he, how is he ministering to you? What's the fellowship like? 
And if you don't have that there, then you might be stale. You might be, you might need to get your bar, your barns bridge uh, burnt a little bit. And your bridges <laughs> bridges burnt. burnt or whatever what? I'm trying to say. Yeah, what? Light I'm saying fire. all kinds of things that don't make any sense to anybody. Did you get the point? All right, let's move on to the next one. All right. Paul's next evaluation of his life inventory was his devotion. Um, in verse 13, it says, but one thing I do. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. The, Paul said, one thing I do, not many things I do. To, to many Christians focus on, uh, too many Christians focus on too many things. And Paul wants us to evaluate the one thing we do great. The true follower of Jesus must devote himself to running the Christian race. No athlete succeeds by doing everything. He or she succeeds by specializing. Yeah. Christine, thoughts? <laughs> and put me on the spot again. Yeah, he does that to me all the time. Yeah. Yep. All right. I, I have to read what I wrote because, you know, I don't have that photomenic, photogenic. Yeah. You have that mind like too. you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think right now um, he's focusing more on God um, because that's what he's doing. Paul thought he was doing the right things um, before he converted for God. You know, he was zealous for his faith. He truly believed that the things that he was doing was for, for God. But when he met that wonderful God on the road to Damascus, he truly changed right then and there. And it's, I believe right there is when um, he had, well, was it a choice? <laughs> That's a whole other thing. Anyway. Another podcast. Right. <laughs> he decided that the one true thing he was going to be focusing on was Christ and Christ alone. And um, look where it got him when he did. Yeah, I, I think Matthew 6, 24 says, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. And here's how I look at that. So if we are constantly thinking about our work, constantly thinking about how we're going to make a living, constantly thinking about our affairs, how we're going to live our life, where we're going to go on our next vacation, if that is what's on your mind, then you're, you're, you, you're distracted. Your mind is, is altered. What Paul is saying here is that we need to evaluate and, and ask ourselves, is everything in our, our hearts and our minds uh, thinking about the things of God? Is our, is our mind uh, aligned with his will, his plan for our lives? And so, as I, I said in our prep meeting before, I said, you know, it's not, I don't go to work. I'm not going to work to be to make money and to be successful and to gain recognition or whatever that is. That's not the reason why I'm going. That's the byproduct. The reason why I'm at work is I'm there to be a blessing and a light to the world. I'm there to keep the one thing, the one thing, and that is Jesus. I'm there to elevate other people. Again, I'm not going to love my wife because she's my wife and so forth. No, the reason why I really love my wife is because I want to please God. I want Jesus to be elevated in my marriage. I want my wife to be elevated in my marriage because Jesus told me so. And because I understand that a, a life that's a marriage that's based on that is a lot better marriage than it's based on serving me and, and doing unto me. And then we naturally, because that is my, our main focus, we naturally 
you know, operate in our gifts. We naturally do the things that we're good at naturally without us even having to ask that because our main focus is to please one another because Christ wants us to love them. And so that's what Paul is saying here. He says, but the one thing I do, Paul, Paul was a, a tent maker. Paul did other things, but there was only one thing on his mind. And, and that is to please Jesus. And that is to do everything so that he is glorified. Hmm. And that is what this is talking about. And so again, evaluate your life this year. Look at your inventory. Look at how you lived your life. And were you caught up into the cares of money and the cares of this world? Were you caught up into, you know, filling, uh, fulfilling your flesh? I mean, we all fall short of the glory of God. We're not, there's no condemnation here. Nope. This is just something Paul is encouraging us. Hey, this is a way to evaluate. And if there's something off, then we need to adjust next year. And we have an opportunity. Here it comes, right? Let's flip timing, turning right? the page. Yeah. Any thoughts, Bob? Yeah. I, I think Satan is so crafty. So, you know, if we keep the one thing, and this this section is all about keeping the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. Um, so in our minds, in our human minds, I think it's easy to think, well, the opposite of keeping God first would be keeping Satan first. But Satan's smarter than that. He's like, I don't need you to worship me and to glorify me. I need you to just glorify yourself. Yeah. And that's the trick of the world, right? It's like, why do you go to work? Well, I'm trying to, I want to build up my retirement. I want to live in a bigger house. I want to drive a nicer car. It's all about me, 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 me. And you get the focus off. It gets the focus off of the main thing. And that's God. But just be careful. I think we live in a world that just glorifies, get, you know, get your, glorifies yourself. Get what, you know, he who dies with the most toys wins. That type mm -hmm. of mentality. And it's just, it's a trick. It's, yeah. it's just an absolute trick. And he's just so crafty and so sly. And it's just so subtle that it's everybody, everybody falls into it at one time or another. Like Pete said, you know, we're, in a, you know, there, we're, there's no condemnation. We are guilty as well. Um, but we just need to remember that uh, keep the main thing, the main thing, and don't fall into those traps of, well, well, that sounds good. I should take care of my family. Or I, I do need a retirement or I do need to plan my next vacation, but why are you doing those things? Everything you do, whether you're a tent maker, you're uh, you're selling real estate, you're program, you're writing programs, whatever you're doing, do it for the glory of God. We live for an audience of one. Amen. Amen. It's it's always about Him. It's not about us. And whenever we make anything about us, we lose focus of the main thing. And so that's something that we need to reevaluate. All right. Plain, plain and simple statement. Um we're to reflect the image of Christ. Hmm. So if I'm out and about in the world, what am I reflecting? Am I reflecting our own image, my own yeah. selfish hmm. image, or am I truly reflecting the image of Christ? Amen. Really good. Because that person that you might be interacting, that might be the only Jesus they see. Hmm. I've heard that before. It's good. Yeah. I'll preach, right? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, some people don't know love. Right. And so if you're not loving people, how are they going to know Jesus? Because he's all about love. How will the world know? Right. By how you salty. love one another. Yeah. All right. Number three, um, Paul, next Paul evaluation of his life inventory was how he viewed his direction. Mm. Uh, verse 13, it says, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is, what is ahead. The unsaved person is controlled by their past, but the Christian running the race looks forward to the future. Imagine what would happen if the race on the race course, if the runners started to look behind them, they could possibly have a collision or, or serious injury. And so I, when I, when I hear that, or I think about that, it's 
there's a lot of people that are still living in their past and they have not surrendered it to the Lord. Their past pains, their past hurts, their past failures, their past successes. Um, I know we all can, we all know somebody that constantly brings up the things that they did in the past or the problems or the hurts of their past. And what Paul is saying is if we want to uh, run the race well, run it strong, we need to surrender that past unto God. And we need to press on to what God is going to have in, in store for us in the future and, and thrive in our moments, you know, lose, don't dwell on them. Don't, don't allow it to get you. You know, if you, you have problems getting through the past, find somebody to help walk that through with you. Um, find a, a person, a pastor, a, a Christian counselor, um, because there's some wounds out there. I mean, there's some really bad, we've talked about this on the show. There's some really bad scars that people have, but God uses those scars for his glory. And he doesn't want us to dwell upon those scars. He wants us to use that so that he can be glorified in the future. He can be glorified in, in your thoughts today. Go ahead, Chris. Again, it, it has to go back to our focus for the day. If our focus in it is not on Christ, Satan will use those past events to turn us away from him and our focus off of Christ. But then again, um, a good side of focusing on the past is what God has done for us. So in the midst of a trial and tribulation, we're to recall those great things that he has done in and through us. Um, personally, I, when we go through things, uh, I remember, okay, Lord, we've been here. You've done this. This is what your promise is. And I'm moving forward with that. And yeah. I think that mm. as Christians, we need to know he is faithful. He's not going to do something back then and stop. He's going to continue on with that. And, and we have to be in the right mind to recognize and to understand that um, the past is the past and we may not forget it. And he'll use those things in our past to walk us forward and also to minister to other people. That's how he uses our past, but Satan wants to use it in a different way yeah. to get us stumbled and to fall. Well, get us focused in on the, the problem or the right. issue or the successes and not get us on the main thing. Right. So the main thing is the main thing. So yeah, any thoughts on that? No, I, that's just really good. I mean, get the focus off of ourselves. Look at look, that's where that's where we get bogged down. Look I at think. what he was saying. Those talk, talking about forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Hmm. Straining is a word of difficulty. Yeah. So it's not saying that moving forward is going to be easy, but it's say but he's saying is you need to move forward, and he needs you need to in your mind. So if you're dwelling upon the past and the past has hurt you and you just can't get through that, find out a way. As Christine was just saying, and in, in in what we've been talking about, and move forward. But we know that there's going to be difficulties in that. Psalm Psalm thirty two eight. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. So he's there yeah just That's, keep going next um paul's evaluation of his life inventory is his own determination hmm. verse 14 i press on towards the goal to win the prize for which god has called me heavenward in christ jesus well you know that that word i press is the same verb is translated i follow after 
and it carries the idea of intense endeavor. So again, we talked about the straining, the verse before. So here again is an intense endeavor. The Greeks use the word to, um, to describe a hunter eagerly pursuing his prey. A follower of Jesus does not become a winning athlete by listening to lectures, a.k.a. sermons, watching movies, reading books, or cheering at the games. He becomes a winning athlete by getting into the game and determining to win. And so what does that say to you, Bob? What is that, what is that talking about? It, it goes back to that consumption uh, mentality again. You don't want to just be a consumer and taking things in. You actually need to get in the game. Yeah. And I know it's, it can be scary and uncomfortable. Um, but, you know, Paul's not telling us that the Christian life is going to be easy or, or comfortable. In fact, he tells us exactly the opposite of that. But he does tell us that it's going to be full of joy and that if we keep the focus on Jesus, that uh, he's going to be there with us. What does he say about the yoke, right? He's going to share the, mm. he's going to share the burden with us. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's where it's kind of the difference between joy and happiness, right? Mm. I, I saw a great meme this week. It just said, joy is greater than happiness. And it's so true. Mm. The world tells you, you know, be happy. <laughs> Don't worry, be happy. Um, God, God will fill you with joy that, that lasts for regardless of your circumstances so, or happiness is based on, you know, your surroundings. Joy is not. What does it mean, Christine, to be in the game? It brings me back to the book that we read. Um, not a fan. Yeah. Who is that? Who's uh, yeah. So, I mean, or a sports person, I can be at practice. I could do all the right things. I can lift weights, run my fastest time, and then just sit on the bench. I'm not being used for what God's called me to be used for. I'm just sitting and watching the game being played out before me, but he calls us to be involved and to get into the game, to be active and running and to, uh, tackle people, so to speak, <laughs> win them for Christ. Woo! Um, I love our football. And I know, <laughs> I know football slightly. Um, so, so, so the, here's, here's the picture I have. So I asked this question. Are you praying for people publicly? That's being in the game. Are you going out of your way to pray for people? Good example. Are you going out of your way to speak life into people that are down? Are you going out of your way to share the light and the love of Christ to others? Are you reading your word in, in, in such a way that it's, in, in, that it's inspiring you to be obedient and then you are applying that to your life? That is being uh, in the game. Are you, um, are you looking for opportunities to share the gospel with other people? Um, that's being in the game. That's being salty. We were created to be in the game. We were not created to sit on the sidelines. And what, I'm, what, I'm, what we're saying in here is you're, don't just listen to sermons and not do anything about it. Don't just read your Bible and sit on it. Don't just go to church, you know, where it's comfortable and that's it. God wants us out of our comfort. He says in Matthew 20 and 19, go into all the world and, and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Acts 1, 8, go into your uh, Jerusalem, your Judea, Samaria, into the ends of the world. But, but he's telling us that is a command of God to go, to fulfill the great commission. Your commission is to be a light and a witness unto this world. There is darkness. There is pain. There is hurt. And our job is to be in the game. 
And so if you're reading and that's all you're doing and you're listening to sermons and you're going where it's comfortable and you're not in the game, then you might need to reevaluate yourself. You become a couch potato. You become a couch <laughs> potato, you know, and, and Paul is saying, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. If you're on the, if you're sitting in the thing, you're not winning anything. You're just, all you're doing is gaining knowledge. You're not being poured out, as you said, Bob, as a, as a, you know, like a dead sea, you're dead. Yeah. There is no river. There's no life. And that kind of goes back to the first point that we made is you become plateaued. If you are not being poured out as a drink offering every single day for God's glory, then you become plateaued. You become knowledgeable, and, and, but there is no fruit. Or you just do the things that are comfortable that you've always done. You know, you do the church picnics. You do whatever. You do some things that are comfortable, but you're not outside of your comfort zone. Pray for people. Love people. Get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So good. Let me ask you a question, Pete. In yeah. verse 14, Paul says, you just read this. I press on towards the goal to win the prize. What's the prize? So ultimately is the crown of life. Ultimately we are, uh, once we get into heaven, the Bible says that he's, we're going to be blessed and we don't know what that's going to look like, but it's to get to heaven. And I always, I, I look at it this way. When I get to heaven, I don't want to offer God, uh, you know, shriveled up fruit. I want to come with Costco size fruit, man. I want to, I want to <laughs> offer God with some plump fruit. You know, I'm, right. I'm going to be serving on this, this God, this good God that loved me, sacrificed for me, gave me life, provides everything for me, protects me, guides me, directs me, everything. I want to give him my very best. I want him, I want to offer him all of myself so that I can, when I get to heaven, when I receive the crown of glory, when I receive the crown of life, that he says, well done, good and faithful servant, enter. <laughs> Your, my glory. I'm looking for that day. I want to, I want to do it on a high level. I don't want to come in with pruny fruit. I want to come in with yeah. thriving, luscious fruit. That's awesome. Yeah. I think sometimes we forget when we get to heaven, we're going to be asked, what'd you do with my son? Right? Yeah. Yeah. What did you do? What did you do? I don't know. Were you sitting on the sideline observing? You know, we do, we get the, those crowns, multiple crowns in heaven and the mansions are waiting for us. I heard a story once of um, a person who died and went to heaven and this angel was walking this person around and showing this house full of rooms, just full of things. And then the angel takes this person onto the next house and it was a smaller house and it only had a few items in it. And the, the person asked, well, why is there such a big difference? And the angel replied and said, this person was faithful. They chose to act and be um, submissive to the Lord and to help and to just pursue God in all that they did. And this is their house. This is their mansion. These are the gifts that they received. And this is yours. Mm. So it's kind of like the visuals there. Yeah, the Bible tells us to build our treasures up in heaven. Right. Don't build it here on earth. And right. So that's our focus. And so that's that's what it's saying. So evaluate your life. Look at your life this year. Are you out in the game? Are you being obedient? Are you listening to what God is telling you? Is he speaking to you today? And are you are you applying this to your life? All right, last one. Paul shows us in his discipline. 
So let me read verse 15 and 16 again. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. So Paul is basically saying it's not enough to run hard and win the race. The runner must also obey the rules. So when he said all of us then who are mature should take such a view of these things. And if at on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. So how do we, how do we know what's clear? How do we know what the truth is? The only way to know the truth is by being in the truth. John 14, 6 says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man gets to the Father but through me. So, you know, if we want to know the truth, we must know the rule book. We must know what it says. You know, I can't tell you how many times I ask someone, I says, you're a Christian. I says, do you read your Bible? Well, I read a devotion. No, I said, do you read your Bible? No, I don't understand it. I can't, I, I just doesn't make any sense to me. And, and if that is you, what I would tell you and I would share with you is to find somebody that can come alongside of you and help you read your Bible, number one. And number two is there's a way to seek after the truth. You can go to Bible Hub and there's a commentary and type in, you know, you know Luke 2, you know, 1 through 20, and it will give you commentary on what it's being said. You can go to sermons that are out there galore on these chapters and you learn of what it's being said. Don't, don't make the excuse that I just don't understand it, so I don't read it. No, you have to understand that this truth is what brings answers to everything that happens in your life, everything. And if you reevaluate your, your year this year, you have to be honest with yourself. Have you been in the word of God to understand the rules like you should? Pete, and let me interrupt real quick. I mean, if that's you and you're thinking, man, I just don't understand. I read it, but I don't understand it. I, I would challenge you to break it down into smaller pieces and ask God to show you what he's trying to teach you in it. I deliberately just read a verse, kind of meditate on it and pray and ask God, what are you trying to show me here? What are you trying to teach me here? I promise you he'll do it. You know, he'll do it just, you, but you got to break it down and you got to slow everything down. You know, you, you got to put the phone away. You've got to put your distractions away because Satan's not going to want you doing this. So when you get into your word, get rid of the distractions, seek God and man, just listen, be still, right? Then. It just, he talks on a different frequency than we do. So, and if you're not in tune to it, you'll miss it. So you ask the Holy Spirit, then you say, okay, yes. so now let's look at verses 15 and 16. So, you know, uh, Philippians 3, verse 15, 16. So 15 says, all of us. So who is all of us? This is what you're asking as you're reading. Who is all of us? Well, he's talking to the believers. So we have to understand the context of this. So he's talking to the believers then who are mature. So who's a mature Christian? Who is it? Christians that are reviewing have fruit. Yeah, Christians that have fruit. So you have to say, okay, so a mature Christian, okay. So if you're a mature Christian, you should take such a view of these of things. So you should know that if at some point you think differently, that too, God will make clear to you. So it's if you just break that down, you're thinking, okay, there's confusion here, maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe something comes into your life that gives you a different perspective or a different view. Well, how are you going to learn what the, what the truth is? How are you going to learn what your next steps are, what it is? Well, then it tells you that too, God will make clear to you. So this is a little confusing. I can understand why you wouldn't understand that or read it, but it's sharing exactly what you're supposed to do. If you just slow it down, mm -hmm. only let us live up to what we have already attained. So again, thrive in your moment. 
So what have I obtained? What do I know? Where does God give me? Well, thrive in that. Thrive in that truth. Know that truth. And you know that by what you read in the word today. So as I read, I read today, Revelations chapter five or six or something like that. And so what I know today is based off of what I read. That's my truth. I read in, in um, I don't know the Psalm. It's one of those Psalms. And, and that's what I know for the truth today. I always get those confused where, where the chapter and verse. All right, Christine, any thoughts? Uh, no. That's, that's good. <laughs> the, notes, good. the notes well, ran out. I know. My notes ran out. I, well, the, God says if we lack understanding to ask and he'll give us understanding. And I know Thanks. many times I read something is like, what in the world is that? And, you know, like Pete said, I'll go in and, and look Google. Google's a good spot. You do a lot of commentary stuff too. Commentary. I do have a study Bible that has commentary, which is fantastic. But, you know, my gracious husband always reminds me that's someone else's point of view. You need to make sure, you know, and he's just making me draw deeper it's with the tool. Lord. I know it is a tool. And, um, but first ask the Holy Spirit to help you correct. interpret better it. Then tool, go to that. Much right. Tool. The one that wrote it. Yeah, right. Just saying. Right. Um, put it in context, but sometimes I need layman's terms and, um, even looking at a different translation opens your eyes. New living translation is good. Yeah. Yeah. So reading it in different translations, just to see the word plays that play out helps as well. That's my thought. That was a great thought. And I'm sticking to it. That's a great thought. <laughs> Any last thoughts there, Bob? No, I'm good. So today, you know, you're listening to this and, um, you know, our goal was to just help you reevaluate your spiritual walk this year. That was our goal. And, you know, listen to it maybe again and again, take notes, um, you know, write stuff down. Philippians 3, 12 through 16 is what we covered. And, you know, the, you know, just understanding, don't be complacent, don't become you know, a plateau where there's no spirit living and life in you. Don't get caught up into habits. Don't, don't lose that fire, that determination to continue to press on um, to sharing your faith and loving people, getting in the game um, and, and know the rules. You know, the, the, the greatest important thing, the most important thing you can do every day is to spend time in the word of God and to spend time in prayer in his presence and, and not just read it, but really allow it to talk to you, you know, meditate on his word, meditate on his truth and allow it to do that and um, be determined in it. You know, just understand that you were created for one thing, one main thing, and that is to bring God glory in everything that you do. That is why you're created. And so if you're listening to this and, and you um, haven't given your life to the Lord, well, where would we be as a podcast if we did not give you that opportunity? And so today you can give your life to the Lord. Today you could say, you know what, God, I did it my way for so long and I am done with that. I want to repent of my sins. I want to turn from my wicked ways. I want to just seek you in everything. And if that is you, all you need to do is just close your, your eyes and, and just get, get yourself in position to just say, God, forgive me of my sins. Lord, forgive me for, for, for messing things up my way. And God, I choose today to, to follow you. 
I choose today to, to live my life for one main thing, and that is to bring you glory. And I choose today to be in your word and your truth. And I choose today to, to do the things that you ask of me to do, because I believe in my heart that your way is the best way. And that is what I want. And you just do that and say, in Jesus' name, amen. And God in heaven would hear from you. As the Bible says, all the angels in heaven would rejoice and they're celebrating you right now. And, and then as I've, I've shared on previous shows, you know, go and share with somebody else. The Bible says, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father in heaven. If you, conf- if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father in heaven. Jesus is your great advocate. And if you start confessing him to the whole world, he's going to confess you before the father. Mm. And he's going to tell you that day that you, when every knee will bow and every tongue confess, he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into my glory. Mm. And so that is what you want. And that is your desire to live with him for all eternity. And you can do that today. Just go share it to the world. Let us hear about it. Go on to riotpodcast.co and, and click on No God and go down to the bottom and, and, and on that page and click, yes, I gave my life to the Lord and fill out that, that sheet that's on there. Get in contact with us. We would love to reach out to you, get you plugged in and get you on your way and in, in your walk and, and help you out. Bob, any thoughts? Yeah, as always, I'd like to just uh, remind you that we are on YouTube. If you're just listening to the podcast, you can find us and actually see our crazy faces on YouTube. And uh, when you go there, make sure you hit the subscribe button and that little bell, that little bell will notify you every time a new podcast is is released or a new episode is released and you'll be the first to know about that. So, um, man, jump on our social media sites, especially Facebook, go on there, let us know where you're, where you're, where you're listening to us from and uh, wish us a happy new year. Or if you have a new year, new, new year's resolution, easy for me to say, we would love to hear about that as well. And a prayer and, request. Uh, what? And prayer request. And prayer request. Yeah. We would, man, we love praying over you guys. We pray over you guys every week, but, uh, and, and you know what else we do? Some of our best show ideas we've gotten from our listeners. Yeah. So if you will just comment in uh, mm-hmm. on Facebook or on YouTube, we see those and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll consider those ideas. And man, uh, honestly, that's where we get some of our best shows. So it's been an amazing year, Christine. Amazing having you on the show participating. You are always on the show, whether they see you or not. <laughs> you are making work in the magic, making sure that uh, Pete's makeup looks good and yes. that we all sound uh, good. His perfect and, and his hair. hair. Yeah, we got to make sure his hair is good. <laughs> Seriously, guys, we uh, we love you. We we are so grateful that uh, that you listen to us and 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 watch us. Yeah, and uh, man, we just it's amazing. You know, we do the show for the for the audience of one and for the listener and many many listeners. So yeah. we'll put it that way to bring so, him glory. That's yes. it, Christine. Any last words? It's last words of the year. Last words of the year. Um. Wow. Yeah. Pressure is on. Yeah. Good ones. Remain in the game. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Uh, How's that? That was good. Have an amazing New Year's and uh, we'll talk to you in 2023. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.